Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who loves a good early 2000s soundtrack as the end credits roll. It's Frank. How are you today? Hey, hey, hey. I am good. I am feeling nostalgic. And I am feeling ready to talk about what we're talking about today. How are you, buddy? I'm feeling pretty much the same way, actually. Nostalgic. Um, a little ready to talk about what we're going to talk about today. Probably other things, but I'm really mostly interested in what beer you're drinking right now. Hmm. I am drinking. So, so a quick, quick, quick backstory. I went to Canada for a few days for a long weekend recently and had a great time. It was lovely. Montreal is a beautiful city. You feel like you're in Europe, even though you're in North America. It's amazing. Um, but uh, on the way back, I stopped at a duty-free shop. And I I found the most, the most, incre- I think this is the best uh, deal on beer that I have ever seen, ever. They had a Belgian beer variety pack, 12 pack, um, um, six beers, two of each. For thirteen Canadian dollars for a twelve pack, what? That's that's like nine or ten dollars US for twelve beers. Um, twelve great, Belgian that, beers. That's an excellent deal. An, a outstanding really excellent deal. deal. I couldn't I couldn't pass it up. So for the next several episodes, I'll be drinking Belgians. Um, and uh, and so that is why Tim, I I stepped away before we started recording to grab a quote unquote special beer. Um, because I, I, I've got these lined up now and I had this in the fridge, chilling in the fridge. Um, uh, so it's, it's, it is all stuff from the Unibrew, um, line of beers. So that includes things like La Fin du Monde, um, and, and, and other beers you may have heard of this one. I was not familiar with this. I don't think I've had it before. And it is a, uh, it is a Saison. Um, uh, it is a, yeah, Belgian style Saison ale. It is Blonde de Chamblay. And uh, it is uh, delightful. It's delightful. Um, mm. And it seems I'm delightful. I'm sort of hit or miss with saisons. This is very f- fruity, not sour. Um, and it is, uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It is five percent, and um, I am enjoying the heck out of it. So yeah, uh, be prepared to hear from me talking about Belgian beers for the next couple weeks. Okay. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I love a good Belgian beer. So I hope that they are all good and all enjoyable and that you love every single one of them. So I am not drinking a special beer necessarily, but I do have something special to go along with it, which is a very 
uh, I'll get there. So I finally did go to the store and I did and I got myself a new pick six, but I got times two, so I got twelve new beers waiting for me um in the in the fridge so i'm good for a while i'm good for you know 12 episodes or so um and i also picked up um i also just picked up some regular old gluten-free omission uh the the golden ale just you know something like gluten-free makes you feel good you know blah 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 it's just just really a taste thing but i'm going to open said bottle on the cool thing which is my Velociraptor bottle <gasps> opener. That's so cool. Isn't that cool? So it is it is made out of metal and it is a it is a um full size replica of Alan Grant's Velociraptor um claw from Jurassic Park. So, you know, like again they come at you with this. You know, that like looks that. sleek as hell. That it looks is. like it wow, is. that is cool. It's actually even really kind of heavy, like it's solid. It, it, like I it's, was gonna say it looks it looks heavy. It looks like it has some heft to it. It has. It definitely has some heft to it. So I'm just going to open my I'm gonna open my beer with it somehow. However, it, this thing actually works because I have yet to use it, and so I know there was a special way to go about it. Oh, look at that. It's so it works so good, oh. you know, and it, there's heft in the back, so it, it puts pressure on the back of the bottle to lift the to lift the cap up. But yeah, this thing is cool. I ordered this. I couldn't even tell you how long ago, like a long really? time ago. Yeah, and it's just been wait. I've just been waiting and waiting and waiting months and months and months and months and months for this thing to come in. So totally worth it. Great bottle opener goes on my shelf. You think that it's a piece of, uh, you know shelf decoration but it's also my beer opener so life is good Mm -hmm. which uh, which uh omission are you enjoying tonight again i am enjoying the ultimate light golden ale so it's the three carbs 99 calorie beer so it's like barely beer but um you know when you have full day of eating and stuff and you you're recording a little bit late you don't really want heavy beer i i hear that and i've been i mean as somebody i've mentioned this before i i I have type 1 diabetes so low carb definitely definitely uh, appeals to me for sure Mm -hmm. um so it's got a good taste it has a good taste it tastes like beer and i think that's the i think that's the important part about any yeah gluten-free low carb you know like the the mick ultras of the world or the yes um what was glutenberg miller 66 when that was the thing um I miss Miller sixty six. I actually really liked that one. Yeah, I remember. Really, yeah, we, we we both enjoyed no, that. No, it's Miller sixty four. Sixty four. Yeah, sixty four. Miller sixty four to Miller sixty four. Yeah, that was a good. That was a goodie. Well, what are you gonna do though? You know, what are you going to do? So, Frank. Yeah. Um, I just I just need somebody to save me. Oh yes. Uh, <laughs> nice oh man good stuff so frank i needed so a couple of weeks ago i needed some like quality television that i could veg to and not think about like have on while i was moving stuff or getting stuff ready for work or you know basically anything that like would make me feel good but also m- my wife would tolerate like it was a, you know, like if I was watching, like I'm watching in my office is one thing, but you know, it's not too scary. It's not too loud. Like, you know, slight investment, you know, like that kind, that kind of thing. So, so I, I landed on going back and restarting watching Smallville because of 
mostly be uh, truthfully because of your podcast i was mm. like in the mood because of um because of your um your anthology so um we actually want to plug that before we go any further into this sure, i mean sure why not uh yeah save me the smallville anthology um we are oh gosh by the time you hear this we might episode four might be out but but we're we're a little over halfway through uh six episodes chronicling the whole run of of smallville and how it was made and talking to people uh who were fans and creators and and um and hearing from the people who were there the creators and the actors and everybody else um how how it all got made and and it's it's it premiered almost 20 years ago now that's wild. Yeah. So anyway, so I I was like, oh, I should watch this. So and I, I thought I would go through it pretty slowly because I've seen I've seen it a few times and whatever else. But all of a sudden I just got re-sucked into this show for and I'm I'm the first two seasons that I'm, I'm I'm down two seasons right now. So I thought let's do every two seasons. Let's do a bit of retro a little bit of a retrospect on on Smallville. And because this is not a movie, this is outside of the superhero slapback. This is um that's this right. Is a, this is its own its own thing. This is just me revisiting something from my ute. There and, you go. Yeah. And I've said on this podcast before, I've definitely told you that I never really cared for the first season too much because like it was always like the freak of the week, like what person's he battling this week, blah, blah, blah. And I was all in on freak of the week this, really? this go around. I have no idea what happened to me, but maybe it was because like it's like a oh, it's just one thing. And that's I just like thinking about this one thing. And that's all that matters. And and I partly. I think that helped, but it helped that my wife was watching it for the first time, and she doesn't watch every episode. She just watches like whichever one, like it, like I'm watching, and is on down there. But she's like, I love that I can walk in, miss four episodes, and still know what's going on, um, and that that was big for her because she just finds it very charming. Like and like, I'll put it on for maybe ten seconds. Like I'm like, think she's like, oh, she's like, I put my PJs on. I was like, oh, I'll start an episode and I'll watch the rest of it later. And she comes in, she's like, oh, well, now I'm invested. And she sits down and she'll watch the rest of the episode. I'm like it's been on for a minute. Like we haven't even gotten to save me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love that she is that into it. I I I I don't think I would have expected that. I don't think I would have expected that. Did, did you expect that from her? No, I honestly didn't because uh, like she's 6 years younger than I am. So Smallville is a little bit outside of her like outside of her watch. She she was cuz I was in I was I was Clark's age, right? I was Clark's age, quote unquote. I was 14 when it started. Um, and so she was like a little like below the thing. And truthfully, superheroes are not really her thing, but I think she likes it because right. one, because it's early two thousands and that's kind of fun. And it's not like to go back to that and she'd be like, Oh, Chloe's hair. What is happening? Like every episode, she's like, um, right. You know, the clothes, the music, the, the emotion. And like, it's all kind of camp, but it's still so earnest. And so it's like, it, utterly watchable from start to finish and she finds tom welling like super charming like he's just like oh clark you're just so clark and yeah i mean he's so earnest he's so um i mean as much as he was like 23 playing 14 
Okay, um, he, he definitely don't look for it. He's he is like. very. No, he does not look any. It's, it's laughable. Mm-hmm. Um, he he looks as much fourteen as Toby Maguire looked like a high schooler. You know, like it's just no. But um, but it, it's uh, but he is so earnest that he sells it. You know, and 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 maybe not someone sells the age, but just sells um that he really believes the things he's saying. That he really just like he's a good kid. You know, mm-hmm. he's he just sells that that. Well, that's actually really that, what struck me going back and watching season one over again is just how much of a good kid he is. And not just because he's like, I got to save Lana or I got to like save my dad or anything like this. But he, he is legitimately just like, I, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to be nice to everybody that I meet and I'm just going to believe what I say when I say it. And I think that that I notice that he doesn't do that as much in the second season, watching them so close together. I was like, oh, like, I mean, he he does believe what he says, but he's he's a little bit more secretive in the second season, you know, p- partly out of necessity because his friends are always like, Clark, what's your big secret, eh? What's your big secret, eh? What's your big secret, eh? And so I can understand him always, like, retreating a bit, but um, but he's a little bit more cagey by the time season two rolls around. And, but that first season, he is just so, not naive, but he is, but he's just so willing to believe in people. And I think that is what is so beautiful about the first season of the show, because you can, even when he's supposed to be, quote unquote, 14, he is absolutely like the Superman archetype because he's just so willing to be like, yes. You're a good person, and I love you. I didn't say that, but I love you, you know. He is. Like, he is... He is just so, like, open with people. Like, and and, and I, I think that's... If he wasn't... If Tom wasn't able to sort of sell it... Um, everything else would fall apart. Like it, it wouldn't work if he wasn't anchoring it all and, and able to sort of um, to, to convince you that he that he really is uh, means the things he says, feels the things he feels. Um, there is a quote in like the first season where he he sort of it's sort of play on the you know I'm, I stand for truth, justice, and other, other stuff. stuff. And it's and it's when he says other stuff, it's, there's not an attitude to it. Like, like when they, in Superman returns, when, when Frank Langella's Perry white says like, you know, truth, justice, all that stuff. It was a little, it was like, okay, clearly they were, they took the American way out of it because like, yeah, that doesn't play anymore uh, mm-hmm. nowadays. But when he said it, when Tom said like truth, justice, and other stuff, it was like earnest. And it was like, well, you're a kid. You don't know what the other stuff is. Like it just played more honest. It felt more sincere. Like he mm-hmm. haven't figured it out yet, yep. you know? And, and that there's something about that where he can make that work. Yeah. I feel like there are characters in this show that feel like they're authentic people. And there are, and then there are those that are like, oh, you're definitely in a television show. And that's not, yeah. and that's not a slight against them, but like, so like Michael Rosenbaum 
is in a television show. He's great, Lex. But like the way that he like turns and and like plays with the camera, the way he delivers his lines to Clark, I'm like, you're in a show. Like, yes. and that's part of. In some ways, that's even part of Lex's thing. Like, he's always putting on a show. So the way that he even speaks to people is like not being vulnerable. So it it works. Um, and you know, and then of course, like you have John Glover's Lionel, which is like very much in that style. A lot of the yes. guest stars, whatever else, they're they're playing to their soap styles almost. But you, but I think the Kents are just remarkably, remarkably earnest. Like they're just in their own, yeah. which also plays to how like sincere they are or unique they are as a family because everybody else around them is like is on a soap opera. Yeah, and then you have this close-knit three-person family that like you believe they really do love each other they really care about their son he really cares about his parents and the farm and the town and all of that stuff and i just think that i i when i was a kid uh even going into adult i think that the best kents were um the lois and clark kent because they're they're wonderful they're but they, they are they, they're on a television show. The Smallville Kents are real people with real concerns. Um, and it, it just, it you know, you just like, I have great parents. I love my parents very much. You look at the Kents and you're like, wow, like be my parents. Yeah, yeah. totally. I feel the same way. I, I love my parents. I have a great relationship with my parents. I, I adore them. Um, but yes, uh, uh, John Schneider and uh, Annette O'Toole make you wish that Jonathan and Martha were your parents. And and I agree with you. Up until then, um the the Kents from Lois and Clark were my were my favorite. But um but this kind of blows them out of the water. It's also a very different take on the Kents. It's the, it's the first time you see um a a you know younger middle-aged couple mm-hmm. playing the Kents versus an elderly couple. It's it's almost always an older couple who adopts baby clark right it's almost always like oh they were older they couldn't have children um and and they they had they had settled into their older age and then this baby fell from the heavens um but uh but in this case it it not only sort of they are more sort of um the typical age of of a of a parents of a teenager um but it's also like that made it more like they were able to relate to him easier right and and given this was like a teen drama let's face it um, that a- aspect and that angle really, really mattered. And it resonated with a lot of people. I mean, there's, I've heard so many clips of, uh, of, of John Schneider talking about how like big burly men will come up to him and be like, I wish I had the relationship with my dad that you have with Clark. Like, like that's a thing that really affected people, affected men to see this like affectionate, loving, caring father, son, re- healthy father, son relationship. Um, modeled for them yep. and made them wish they had that you know and what i actually really love about their relationship with clark is they are his parents they are mm. not his, they're not his friends they're not his cool aunt and uncle they're not even really his adoptive parents like he's like oh i know you're not real they are his parents through and through the way that they talk to him the way that they the they care about him are nervous for him and how he responds to them like he doesn't get away with stuff like right harder on him than almost anybody except maybe himself you know like you know clark is really his own worst enemy in in a lot of ways 
uh, and I just I that is just it's really refreshing to watch um, all the time. I would say that Kristen Kruick is also like she does sit a little bit in the earnest category um, in the early um, in mm-hmm. the in the early seasons. Maybe I can't remember much like as as I go up how things change necessarily, but like she she feels. Her character certainly shifts between one and two. She like starts as this like I'm dating the football player and I'm on the cheer squad and blah blah blah, and she becomes more of a like a she's not just the girl next door anymore. She becomes like a her own she she has her own identity. Yes, uh, and I I liked that transformation. It felt even though I I always laugh at like oh this 15 year old is like running a coffee shop. I know, <laughs> I know exactly. Yeah. Don't you have school? I guess yeah. the only thing that I think the show is like any like like any show set in a hospital or a school. I'm like, don't you actually like do the thing that you're there to do yes. in the building? Like, what is happening? So it's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah, but no, she does have this earnestness, especially in season one. I feel like, and she and she, yeah, she. The whole thing is like that. She she was on the cheer squad because she was like quote unquote supposed to, and she was dating the football player because she was like sort of supposed to, but as those things fall away, she finds herself more. And I, I really have, have come to appreciate that more and more mm-hmm. over the years, the more I watch it. And she does her, her character does have a transformation, but it's, it's gradual enough that it feels, it feels authentic. Um, there can come a point where you look at like season seven or something and then look back at season one and you're like, how is this the same character? But, but it's a gradual change over time. And you, you, you sort of, you sort of watch it happen bit by bit and, and, you know, one decision, one step at a time. Um, but yeah, I think she also has that earnestness going on and, um, she's very well matched with Clark. I mean, they, Tom and Kristen have incredible on-screen chemistry. I've, I've always, I've always felt. They do. Absolutely. There really isn't anybody that feels like a weak link, which I think is, Mm -hmm. you know, and characters that do have a strong link. They were smart enough to be like, yeah, come on the show, John Glover, because the right. show is better with you on it. And like every time he shows up, you're like, yeah, Lionel yeah. Luther. And, he was uh, just, I mean, he was brought, brought on for the pilot, and they were like, maybe you'll show up a few more times. But I mean, he was a consistent guest star for, you know, what, eight, uh, eight or nine years, eight years, I think. Seven, eight years. He's in, though. He's he's full cast in season two. Yeah. Like, yeah. right. Yeah. So, yeah, don't really guess. The, but, yeah, he, he's he's the best. What I was laughing. So, like, I was laughing about when you when you notice, like, what sets have been built between seasons one and two. Yeah. And, and, and everything like that. Like, where do you end up and where do they shoot and where do they film? And they go to the hospital a lot, a lot. in season two. Oh my goodness! Like every other episode, they're like, "Here we are at the hospital again." Like somebody, listen, we spent money on life. building this hospital set, and we are gonna use it. And they do a lot. Yeah, like it, it's either it, they're either in the Kent kitchen or at the hospital. Those are like the or the mansion. Those are the three main sets over and over and over again. But I couldn't well, get over how much is in the hospital. Because season two, you have the Martha pregnancy, right? So like mm-hmm. that, that's, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of that. Um, yeah. Spo- spoilers for that. I completely forgot that. Did you forget that? Yeah. No, I completely forgot that Clark is semi-responsible for the miscarriage. Oh, yeah. 
uh, which oh, I yeah. just think is devastating. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I like there's a, a lot of emotional turmoil going on across the board. Like, Lex almost gets married twice in one season. Yes. Like, it's like, yes. There's, there's a lot happening. Desiree and uh, and Helen. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I liked Helen and I forgot the like I don't exactly remember what the twist with Helen is so I'm looking forward to good diving back into season three to feel like because I don't remember which is fun to it's also fun to go back because and just not remember yeah um you know uh, when's the last time so I, I know you and Palmer from a your co-host on Academy Rewind were were doing sort of a slow rewatch of it um for for a little bit there but when's the last years, time for, for yeah you years, I mean it was yeah. a slow rewatch yeah, every Monday we would watch like an episode or two, um, and we got all the way up to season six or seven. You got that far? Wow. Okay. Yeah. When I say years, we, we it was it was a long, long time, and that stopped um, when I got married okay. because he would because he was coming to my house on his way home from work um, to hang out or record or whatever, and that's what. We would do every every Monday, but then when I moved to Rhode Island, uh, uh, before I got married, I was living in the house, and my wife wasn't living here yet, and so he would he would sometimes come like like when just to record, so like once a month, and we would sometimes do an episode, sometimes not, and then and then I got married, and so and then COVID happened, and so and then he, so like he hasn't come yeah. in. A yeah. while, so it, we. I really haven't watched the show in about two, three years, something like that. So you haven't watched it at all in two or three years, but that was season six. So it's probably another two years Correct. before that since you watched the seasons you're watching now. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah. So it, it is. It is really, really fresh, um, and it's just so fun to hear like the two early two thousands music. Like it just like bringing me back to my own time in high school or and now that I actually, you know, uh, well, I guess I've always worked in a high school, but like I'm like working at my alma mater now. So it just like I'm hearing the music that I yeah, yeah. like. It's just wild. Like it's just all weirdly coming together in my that's got to be a real trip. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like you're walking the same halls that you were walking when when like, you know, One Republic or whatever was current music like that's, correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm watching the show in its first season in second season walking the same halls that I watched like when I was watching it, when it aired in its first or second season. Yeah. Like it's just been, it's been a weird little trip down memory lane. So, and I'm loving it. I just, I, I, I have been known to make fun of the show a lot. Um, but you know, like you make fun of things that you love. Yeah. Lovingly. Yeah. Right. You know, you make fun of a TV show you love, you know, your wife, whatever, lovingly you make fun (laughs) of them. And so, um, I tell her the day I stop making fun of her is the day that she has to worry. That's like, so I like that. I think yeah, that's good. That's, that's, yeah, she'll know. Um, if I ever stop teasing you, you we have a problem. But um, <laughs> um, but it's like it's just it's really really well put together. Mm-hmm. Um, and because what so like my wife and I are watching Xena at the same yeah, time yeah. and we're watching the show called Miranda which we've I've, we've also talked about yes. on here and um and so like to watch these other shows that were filmed about the same time 
and like Smallville's leaps ahead of what some of like some like I'm gonna compare more to Xena, just because you know you have these two sci-fi fantasy concept, but like what they're the product they're pumping out in their first seasons is like vastly different. Mm-hmm. And they're really only separated by five or six years of production. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. It is very much like a 21st century, you know, drama, teen drama. Like it is. It is a different. It, even though it's only a few years separated from, say, a Xena or or a Dawson's Creek or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess the first few seasons it was on with Dawson's Creek, but um, but I digress. It, even though it's only a few years separated, it is like a different breed, um, even different from like a Buffy or something like that. It is a little bit more, um, a little bit more refined um, and, and a little bit more knows what it is right out the gate. Yep. And, and, and it evolved after that and, and became something different. But it knew what it wanted to be from the start, and it did that very, very well. And those, I think, those first two seasons is sort of a um, they're they're as much as seasons one, season one and two are different. It definitely became more refined in season two, um, more sophisticated. It was like the same show, mm-hmm. just an evolution of the same show. By the time, have you you haven't started season three yet? Is that correct? I have not started season three okay. yet. No. Um. And so I think you'll feel in season three and certainly by season four, it, it goes in a very different, very different direction. And you, you remember, I know you remember. I do remember. I remember, I definitely remember four being in a quite a different direction and not really caring for four. Um, but even, um, but I remember loving three. And yes. so, and that's okay. It's definitely more of a connected story starting in season three. Like, there's a bit of that in season two with the Kawachi Caves and everything, but it's kind of still a little bit in the periphery. Yeah. Um. In a, but like big stuff, more big things happen more frequently as the show kind of goes on. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. It it becomes more and more, you know, serialized. As the, as the as the show goes on, where you kind of have to, you were saying that you, that your wife appreciates that she can miss a couple episodes and, and hop back in, and that's still the case to it to a degree. You um, can, yeah. I you mean, can. like th- this is Helen; it's Lex's fiance. She's like, All right. exactly, exactly. Yeah, that yeah. that kind of thing. But uh, but it definitely becomes it's definitely more episodic in those first couple seasons. There's more of the freak of the week type of storyline where it's sort of like, Oh, this guy, he, uh, uh, bugs. He's, he's a bug boy. That that's mm-hmm. it. That's what you need to know. This what she, uh, uh, bees, she controls bees. Um, th- Amy Adams, Amy Adams is hungry all the time. That's all you need to know. Um, Amy Adams on the show. Can we talk I know, about Amy Adams? I know. That's I think that's actually the episode that I really got married to watch. Like really, really start watching it because she was watching like here and there before, but then all of a sudden Amy Adams showed up. She watched the whole episode. She's like, "I'm going to bed." Thirty minutes later, like she's, <laughs> she's eating a deer, and you're like, "I thought you were going to bed." She's like, "No, I need to know what happens." Yeah. <laughs> like, and that Amy was Adams a, eating a deer. Am I going to leave yeah, now? No, I need to know what happens. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's been it's been a heck of a ride, and I can't wait to dive into the next bits to see how it evolved. And watching it in quick chunks has also been helpful, you know, to to keep seeing it progress the way that it's going. Um, yeah, it's just been it's just been so 
stupidly fun. <laughs> and uh, part of it, I think, is also nice that you know how it resolves. So not you're not like looking for like, oh, when are they going to reference Superman? Like when I need something now, I can like going backward. You can just enjoy the ride for what it is. And I'm like, oh, the ship's talking. That's cool. Like, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. Christopher Reeve. There you are. It's yeah. Wonderful. That's yeah. a big one. Yeah. That's I, yeah. I love just to, on an end note for that, that episode where he like goes to meet, you know, Professor Dr. Swan. And, you know, like this is it. the Christopher Reeve, the Christopher Reeve's line delivery of um protect him and deliver him from evil yes. is pitch perfect like it, it's so good like because it's so fast like it's it's like it's such a pronounced but quick like oh man it's great so yeah good. and that meant a lot to him personally so like he he, he poured his heart into that and and it shows and it shows oh it does yeah, yeah it's he's yeah. because reeve was a a very very fine actor yes. and you know and and despite his his setbacks he made it he could still really sell it and make it work and i think that yeah. is really a testament to the power that he had on on screen so good stuff agreed agreed um well i look forward to doing more of these sort of smallville checkpoints with you every couple seasons um as you uh, as you continue your rewatch but i'm glad you're enjoying it i'm glad your wife's enjoying it with you and i think that's that's super fun and and uh and and an, in an unexpected way but i think that's i think that's great um if you enjoyed this uh and if you think that this episode was worth you know a dollar uh we would we would love to have that dollar uh if you want to head over to patreon and uh, and search for thought bubble audio that would mean a lot to us a uh, dollar a show uh would uh, would help us a lot in continuing to to do uh, this show and Academy Rewind we mentioned earlier and uh, uh, shows like Hate Watch with us and, and all the other shows on the Thought Bubble Audio network over at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. This show, Beer with Geeks, you can find at beerwithgeeks.com. You can find on any podcast player and you can rate and review us in any podcast player, especially Apple Podcasts, but anywhere you get your podcast would mean a lot to us. You can tweet at us at Beer with Geeks and email us beerwithgeeks at gmail.com and uh and those are the ways you can contact us help us out support us in all the various all the various ways across the internet uh tim it has been a pleasure hanging out with you and talking talking smallville yeah man it has been great to talk to you too and i can't wait to talk to you some more so until next time cheers cheers <laughs>